We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, February twelfth. And it is Super Bowl Sunday, the day that every fan waits for, hopes that their team will be in. And unfortunately, for yet another year, us as Packer fans, well, we'll still be watching the game. But um, no Packers in the Super Bowl this year. Chiefs, Eagles, 5.30 Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time is your kickoff. And... um, not going to be a whole lot of Packers talk today because honestly, there's not a whole lot going on. And it is Super Bowl Sunday. It is one of the most anticipated days of the year for most sports fans, especially if you're a big football fan. Um, it's it, it is just such an event itself. And so, Gage joining me today, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I assume Gage that for you, Super Bowl Sunday, regardless of who's playing. I assume that you're watching that game every year, regardless of what's going on. Is that is that a fair fair assessment? I'm trying to think back, and I don't think I've ever 
not watched a Super Bowl in my life. I, I believe I have watched every one that I can remember. I'm sure that I maybe didn't watch them when I was like an infant or whatever. But in my adult and just life that I can remember, I have always watched the Super Bowl no matter who's been in it, uh, no matter who's been playing. Yeah, I can't think... I can't think back to a time when I didn't watch the Super Bowl either. Um, you know, even, you know, it's, it's it it was hard to watch the Super Bowl um, in 19 and 20 when Green Bay was in the NFC title game and lost both times. Uh, it, it's always harder when you get that close, but it it's the Super Bowl. So, you know, you're, you're going to watch uh, you're going to watch regardless. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl today. But uh, real quick, Gage. Uh, I'm sure it's been talked to, to death at this point, uh, but we figured we, we needed to get, it's, it's called a Pack-A-Day podcast, figured we needed to get something Packers in, even if it was just very briefly. So at this point, everybody knows Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee this past week, and he talked about his four days of darkness uh, retreat that he's going on, and we're not going to talk about that, but um, Mark Murphy at the NFL Honors uh, was talking about how he expects to have a decision from Aaron by the start of free agency. So real quick, Gage, you and I just, we're going to, Aaron's going on his four-day retreat. I believe it's this coming week. Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I know he said it was after the Super Bowl. I think it's this coming week. Um, but, uh, you know, we obviously won't hear a decision from him, at least I wouldn't think, before his retreat. But um, do, do you think he takes it all the way up to free agency? which Free agency, the legal tampering period starts March 13th. So we're about a month away from free agency. Do you think Aaron takes it all the way up to March 13th, or do you think that we have a decision from him before then? Uh, I think we as a public might not have a decision um, as soon as as soon as soon it happens, but I think that the team will have a decision sooner than we will. That's, that's my expectation. Uh, Rodgers and Green Bay have drawn out basically everything over the last couple of years, uh, whether that's Ryder's re-signing, whether that's him retiring, whether that's him demanding a trade or whatever. Basically, everything has been drawn out excessively. Um, and even if the team knows things, we're not going to find out because if Ryder says, hey, I'm telling you guys this, but I'm not telling anybody, I'm not telling the public this, and if anything gets leaked, I know it's not my people. That means it's your people, and he'll be mad, and it'll be a whole thing. So my expectation is that he'll probably take a couple of weeks uh, and then he'll probably tell the team whatever his plan is. And then the only and then we're not going to find anything out until he's ready for everybody to know whether that's him retiring, him being traded or whatever. I think that it'll come from the horse's mouth and the horse is going to take his time. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think especially to I think if we. If he decides to retire, which I don't think he's going to, but if he decides to retire, that might be the one where we find out earlier rather than it being more drawn out just because, you know, I mean, yes, he he may want to do it on his timeline. But I mean, at that point, there's nothing that really would prevent there's nothing. There's nothing disruptive about that, that information coming out necessarily um, if he wants a trade. That's where I think it would be the longest, because if he says he wants a trade, he and the Packers won't want that public until they have a trade partner, I would think. 
Um, so that would be what would be the longest, I would think. I still think we're not going to know anything until at least March. Um, so I would just walk off the rest of February. I don't think we're going to hear anything. Um, it, I think uh, whatever his, I think what will be the most interesting um, will be when he is finished with his four-day retreat. I assume he'll finish that four-day retreat, and then what, whenever that ends, that following Tuesday, I'm sure he'll be on Pat McAfee, and that'll probably just be interesting. I don't think we'll learn anything from that episode, uh, that interview of Pat McAfee, but that'll definitely be worth watching because you'll... He'll talk about the four days of darkness and what that was like. So, but that's um, all he'll talk about. He'll be coy about his future. Pat will, tr- Pat and AJ and everybody else will try to get him to talk about what his future plans are, and he won't give them an answer. And he'll be coy because that's what he does. That's how he's been for two years now. That's, he plays everything very close to the chest. He wants to control everything in terms of how narratives are spun about him. And so he, I think he'll be very coy about how he answers questions because mm-hmm. if he just come, flat out comes out and gives an answer about, yep, I plan on playing next year, but I don't plan on being a green Bay or just whatever it is, I would be shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting. You know, we're on Rogers watch and I don't know about you gauge, but at this point I'm really over it. Like when, when you've got something to tell us about your future, whatever it is, great. Until then, just I don't care. I haven't watched I you know, I I during the season I would watch Pat McAfee's interviews with him uh during the year, but now I'm just like I don't you you're gonna spend a half hour of my life every week not telling me anything until we get an official report. So I'm done with that. But let's move on. I mean I, super- real quick, I haven't watched it in a couple months. The last time I watched it was around week five or six. Uh and it was all and I got frustrated with Rodgers' inability, because this was when he was having that kind of stretch where just he he wasn't playing within the offense. He was constantly trying to do hero ball stuff, and he never, like, the last thing, the last one I watched was the one where he said that Tom Clemens said that the game was his best game that he had played, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done listening to this. You're not taking any blame, and even if, like, the, the rest of the team was at fault, that's fine. You weren't perfect either, and you have to take some of the blame, but he ne- he wasn't taking any blame, and I'm like, I'm tired of listening to this, and I have enjoyed not wasting that time on my Tuesdays. If anything relevant happens, I'll be told about it. But yeah, let's get into the Super Bowl and the two teams who have played the best all year long and have earned the right to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chiefs, Eagles, um, you know, I didn't check. I think the last I saw, Gage, the spread on this game was, I think, what, a one and a half points? And it's I- been one and a half uh, since it opened, and it has not moved. It has and been that, locked at one and a half for like two weeks now. It and is it, and been is incredible. That, is that Philadelphia minus one and a half? Yep. Eagles have been okay. favored pretty much the entire time. Uh, I think that I honestly don't think it's moved at at all in like two weeks. I think it might have moved very slightly uh, uh, right after the NFC, like the championship game weekend. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's been locked pretty hard at one and a half for the last several several days. So, so Vegas expects a close game. Um, you know, the NFL for the last 20 years, I mean, with the exception of one or two Super Bowls, they've been good, close, competitive games. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what you like to see. These are two really, you know, you, you talk about 
obviously the big headline, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they're in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. And, uh, you know, they've got all this offensive firepower. They've lost Tyreek Hill and that, you know, they they figured it out. They they replaced him, so to speak, with what they could. Um, and th- that defense isn't half bad either. And then you look at the Eagles, and they like to run the ball. They play tough defense. That front seven is one of the best, if not the best, in football right now. Um, so, Gage, let's start with the Eagles since they're the they're the favorites. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is. You know he's been he's been playing the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's been playing the last couple of weeks. They say he's playing injured. Um, you know he, he hurt that shoulder against the Bears uh, back in week like 13 or something like that. Seems to be fine the last couple of weeks. He hasn't really had to throw the ball all that much, so that'll be interesting if he has to throw 30, 40 times in this game. But uh, you know this this Eagles offense, they like to run the football, control the clock. Uh, and I mean, they've been making things look easy and, uh, you know, what do you expect to see from this Eagles offense, uh, in the game today? You know, I think that a lot of like the Eagles. So I think the reason the spread is close is entirely based on the chiefs. I think that, I think the, like the odds makers think the Eagles are the better team. But Patrick Mahomes scares them so much that they don't want to make it too big because they know if you put a plus three for Kansas City out there, it would get just hammered into oblivion because Patrick Mahomes is the the new era of like Tom Brady. Just people don't want to bet against him. People want to bet on that guy. Uh, I think that the Eagles have the better trench on like offensive line and defensive line, just both ways. I think that. That are the argument that they have better weapons makes a ton of sense. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are definitely better than the top two receivers for the Chiefs, whoever you think those may be. Uh, Travis Kelsey is better than Dallas Goddard. I'll give you that. But overall, I think that the Eagles know how to use their tight ends better in terms of the the group as a whole. Travis Kelsey is just a, a thing that you put to the side doesn't really count. Uh, and then the running backs, I mean, Jarek McKinnon has played well for you this year, but Miles Sanders has been great. Kenny Gainwell, the whole, everything has gone the Eagles' way. They've played well all year long. Uh, they get ahead of the sticks on offense. They don't give you a ton of motion. I think they're 31st in uh, pre-snap movement. And the reason that that is, but the fact that they're still successful, is all due to the fact that as soon as the snap happens, that's when all the, the changing starts because they run a lot of stuff off of the RPO. And with Jalen Hurts' ability to run, he has to sit there. It's his job to read the unblocked defensive, defensive end and then work off of that. If that guy crashes on Jalen, he can hand the ball off. Uh, if he crashes on the running back, he can keep it, and then he can run himself, or he can throw the ball. And just everything works together so well that the way that the, the, way the Chiefs are going to win this game on defense is by getting stops on first and second down. If you force the Eagles into a third and long situation, that's where you're going to be. That's that's where you're hoping to live. And you're hoping Spags can then create chaos there. But it's all it all comes down to first and second down. If first and second down on when the Eagles are on the, on offense, if the Eagles are winning those, they're that's going to go a long way towards them winning this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, and the the one question, I kind of heard this throughout the week, Gage, um, you know, you talk about the NFC, and I think as a conference as a whole right now, the AFC is far more difficult than the NFC. I mean, you look at the, you know, you look at the two teams the Eagles beat to get to the Super Bowl, they beat the Giants who, I mean, yes, playoff team, but they're not nearly as good as uh you know i mean they're, they're still rebuilding that's that's a team that's rebuilding still <clears throat> excuse me they they're still rebuilding and then they beat the 49ers at home who were using christian mccaffrey to throw passes in the fourth quarter uh you know whereas the chiefs uh man i can't even remember who they played in the divisional round at this point jacksonville jacksonville okay so jacksonville maybe not that great but i mean you uh, end up playing, you know, the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl again. How much do you make of, you know, the path to the Super Bowl for these two teams and what that kind of means? I mean, I think, I guess the way I'm looking at it right now is if the if the Chiefs had to play the Giants and Christian McCaffrey at quarterback for the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, I think they would very easily do it. Um, the Eagles having to play the Jaguars and the Bengals, I still think they could get there, but I just don't know, you know, I think I would have less confidence in them if they had to play those games. Do you put anything into who these teams have played to get to the Super Bowl as far as what it means for the game itself? Um, I don't, I don't think that it, I don't think it matters nearly as much as we want it to matter. Uh, primary example, last year, the Bengals had to beat the Chiefs the Titans and the Raiders, all three of the one of the chiefs game, obviously went to overtime and they won. And that was on the road. They beat Tennessee on the road by three. They beat the Raiders at home by seven. All three of those are one score games. Meanwhile, the Rams, the Ram, the Rams, I don't had, didn't have as tough. Of a t- I mean, they had to play the 49ers. They had to play the Buccaneers. And then they played, 
I don't think they the were the first. They, they, they were the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. They, so they played a bad team in the first. They played a beat up. Uh, they played no wait no because they played a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, and then they played a beat up 49ers team, and they nearly lost the last two. I'm trying. I was trying to find score those final two games. And I, okay, so they beat the Cardinals by 23. They beat the Buccaneers by three on the road in a game that was nearly a loss, and they got kind of lucky near the end when the Bucks just imploded. And then they beat the 49ers at home by three when Jimmy Garoppolo had half of an arm. And they were an interception away. Matt Stafford threw a bad pass, and if, if it was picked off, they lose. So it's one of those where, I mean, if you want to sit here and make the argument, well, the Buccaneers and the 49ers were better than the Chiefs and the Titans last year. Okay, fine, whatever. But they still, everybody's got, you get, you play who's on your schedule at the end of the day. And all these teams in the playoffs, whether they're good or bad, they made the playoffs. Brock Purdy and the 49ers looked unstoppable for a month and a half. Two months. They, no one could touch them for two months. And then Brock Purdy goes down and everything falls apart. But even that, I don't think it's just as simple as that. I think that the Eagles are a legitimately good team. When they've had Jalen Hurts fully healthy, they were running rough shot over everyone for two months, for, for three months, for the entire season. They were the best team. They were better than the Chiefs. They were better than the Bills, the Bengals, whoever. They were beating everybody. It took a collapse on, on the road against Washington in a game with a couple of very questionable calls near the end of the game to derail their perfect season. So, I don't put much stock into it. All it does to me is it says that the Eagles are going to come in a little healthier because they didn't have to play the full game two weeks ago. That's fair enough. Um, Let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit here. Um, You know, obviously, the big headline for the Chiefs, Andy Reid being the head coach. uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, probably the better of the two quarterbacks. Well, not probably. Currently, currently better of the two quarterbacks. Uh, and then offensively, you know, you're really looking at Travis Kelsey. He's the big playmaker. You, sh- you have MVS, who Packer fans know uh, very well. Um, not always the best hands, but can certainly run past just about anybody. And, uh, you know, so this offense is definitely not short of playmakers. And, I mean, at this point, you know, we know more about what this, you know, I, I guess the – the Chiefs have a longer history currently of this offense working well than what we know about the Eagles. Um, but, I mean, what do you expect to see out of this this Chiefs offense? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still technically injured with that high ankle sprain. It didn't seem to affect him all that much in the championship game. Two weeks later, he he's probably just feeling a little bit better than two weeks ago. So, I mean, he's obviously recovering uh, he probably isn't going to be a hundred percent, but I don't think it's going to limit him all that much. Do you? No, I don't. I think that he'll still be largely pocket contained, but I also think that final game of the year, if there's a situation where he's got to get out and scramble, he, there's no like, oh, I can't do that because my ankle hurts. This is one of those where it's the it's the bloody the bloody sock game, if you will, for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's there's. This is the, you pull out all the stops and you deal with the consequences of possibly making your injury slightly worse. You just deal with those consequences later because if you lose today, it doesn't matter. The, the season is over. 
there is no there's no tomorrow this is it this is this is what you've played all pre- prepared all year for you are going to go out and you're going to he's going to go and he's probably going to run he's probably going to end up injuring himself unless he has a game where just his offensive line plays the best game of the year he never has to deal with pressure nobody ever accidentally falls on him awkwardly there's never anything like that it's probably going to be would be worse and he'll probably have to have offseason surgery and we'll probably find out later on that it's a little bit worse and that's just how it's going to go but there's i don't foresee any situation where Mahomes is not finishing the game unless it's a blowout one way or the other. And well, if history tells us anything, it won't won't be a blowout. Uh, we haven't had one in quite some time. So I mean, and then looking at this Chiefs defense, I mean, you know, it's probably not. It's it's whether it's not talked about as much as the Eagles defense, or it's not as good as the Eagles defense. Now, I mean, Philadelphia has again. If it's not the best defense in the league, it's it's certainly up there. Kansas City doesn't have a bad defense, but I, I think it would be safe to say that if you had a choice between the Chiefs defense and the Eagles defense, you're probably taking Philly's defense. So what is this Chiefs, you know, we, we talked about, you know, getting the Eagles into, you know, third and long as kind of their key. But I mean, do you think this Chiefs defense can actually do that to this Philadelphia Eagles offense? I think they can. Um Spags is just crazy enough to find a way to make it work. But like I said, that I mean that's that's what this game comes down to is they have to win on first and second down. When they when Philly goes to run it, you have to turn it into second and nine. You can't let that become second and six, second and five. That has to be second and nine, second and ten, whatever. It's got to be long yardage. The because here's the thing the Eagles can also make big plays happen. Uh Hertz earlier in the year was one of the league's best passers on deep balls. Uh you have A.J. Brown can win jump balls, and the Chiefs' corners are not large. They're on the smaller side, and A.J. Brown can go up and win jump balls. Devonta Smith, despite also not being the biggest guy, also decent in jump ball situations. So if you lose on a jump ball or you lose on a big play, then so be it. But I think that the the Chiefs' defense is going to go out and try and make the Eagles beat them by being making them be methodical. They're not going to let them just... They're not going to let them go for big plays over and over. They'll bring their blitzes, don't get me wrong, but I think it's going to be a day where Spags tries to set out and be as methodical as possible while still creating his chaos because that's just what makes it all work. This is a young Chiefs defense. They got a ton. I think they have like four or five rookies playing like serious snaps and some start starting for them. So I think the way that they win is you got to win on first down and then you have to create chaos after that because Jalen Hurts' worst games of the year have always been against uh have been against blitz heavy teams. I believe he's the second lowest quarter like EPA per play uh against zone blitz like against zone blitz. I think it's only like Jared Goff maybe is worse. I'm not sure who it was. It's 38 out of, he's 38 out of 39 against zone blitzes. So create chaos and win on first down. That's how you beat this Eagles team based on how they've played all year. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, real quick, Gage, before we wrap up here, um, give us your prediction for, for the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I have yet to place a bet on a winning team in this game, or yet to place a serious bet, because I know that if you didn't see the, the quote-unquote script leak last week about the final score of the game, uh, like I put in a joke free bet on those 
just for fun. But other than that, I have no clue who's going to win the game. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think they have the better offensive and defensive line. I think that Jalen Hurts is less injured than Mahomes is right now. And yet, I picked the Chiefs because Mahomes has been there. He's seen the brightest lights. And like I said 20 minutes ago, Mahomes is the new Brady where you don't want to bet against him and you feel awful every single second that he has the ball when he's playing against you. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it'll be a close game. But I have absolutely zero confidence in my pick because I I don't know. I, I, I'm just purely basing it on Andy Reid's an older coach. He's been there before. Patrick Mahomes has been there before. Other than that, I have nothing to say why I'm picking that. That's that's fair enough. I too, I I, I feel like <clears throat> I'm feeling the Chiefs. But now here's the other interesting question about the Super Bowl because, you know, a lot of times you get, you know, hey, I think this team is going to win, but I'm rooting for this team. So so you're picking the Chiefs. Do you have a rooting interest? Is there a team that you're rooting for? I have no rooting interest. My rooting interest is for it to be a good game. I have no. I'm not going to be mad at either team winning here. Uh, I saw, I can't remember who it was uh, yesterday, said it sucks that the Chiefs are so likable. And the only, because, I mean, if you think about it, the only person related to the Chiefs that anybody ever gets, like, gets upset about is Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes, which is Patrick Mahomes' wife. No one ever gets mad at anybody else on that team. Mm-hmm. Other than a couple of stray people here and there. And also for the people that do get mad at them, shut up. You're, 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 it's, who cares? You're mad at them because they have a life you don't have. And that's fine. But you don't need to be, you don't need to rag on people all the time. Okay. But no, so I like, they're like, they're likable. Uh, I think Sirianni is hilarious. I like the fact that it's a, that we have a coach who is a little unhinged sometimes. I think that he's perfect for Philly. I think that his willingness to uh, like let the top button down once in a while, whereas most coaches would never dream of doing that, is fun. I think the Eagles are fun to root for. It's fun to root for AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and just and Jason Kelsey obviously is is fun to root for. So I have no rooting interest in this game. Whoever wins. Great. As long as it's a good game, I am not going to be let down. I'm hoping for a game like the Patriots uh, Eagles Super Bowl a few years ago. Just points all over the place. Just ha- let's have fun. Let's let betters win money. Let's beat the books and let's have a good game. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, I am personally rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, but again, I am like you that um, if the Eagles end up winning, I, I don't care. The-, the biggest thing, though, uh, is. I do want it to be a good game because, uh, you know, Gage. I don't know how I don't know how old you were when the Super Bowl took place, but um, the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl in 2013, I think it was, uh, the Seahawks just absolutely dismantled. Yeah, 43 uh, to eight. That was my freshman year of college. I was watching it in the uh, upstairs room in our in uh, my dorm uh, on a small TV that somebody had brought up there. Uh, the game started with 20 plus people in the room. We ended with less than like six by the end yeah, of the game. Because that game sucked because it wasn't close. Um, so as long as it's not like that, uh, you know, I will say the uh, Patriots Rams Super Bowl from 2018, I think it was, where it was like 13 to 
three or something. Yeah. It, it was a close game, but it was a little boring because, like, nothing really happened. Um, but ultimately, what you're looking for, the formula that you're looking for is in the fourth quarter, does it feel like either team can win? Because if, if you if you go into the fourth quarter and you're and you're feeling like either team can win, you've gotten exactly what you've asked for. So I mean that's um, how the scriptwriters would have it go, right? Right, because that's why there was a forty-three to eight Super Bowl. Well, yeah, the scriptwriters we fired those guys. We got new ones. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so uh, well, uh, let's wrap things up here, Gage. If people want to get in touch with you, follow your work. How can they do that? As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for the NFL. Uh, I'm done doing Rotoballer stuff for the rest of this NFL season, uh, as well as I'm and I'm at Denver Stiffs for another couple weeks uh, until that site uh, gets shut down because of uh, stuff way above my head. So after that, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, um, but uh, at whatever I may be doing, all the links to all of my stuff will be over there. All right, awesome. And if you want to. Follow anything that I have to say, which you probably don't. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. And um, yeah, Gage, it's that time of year. The Super Bowl is always it's always a bittersweet moment because the Super Bowl is always so much fun. But come tomorrow morning, there will be no more NFL football for six months, and that is just so sad. It's so sad. Yet we'll have free agency that'll keep us entertained. We'll have the draft. And we just got to make it through summer, but it's 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 always bittersweet because you love watching football. Like last Sunday, I didn't watch any of the Pro Bowl stuff, and my wife and I were like, "What are we supposed to do? Like, there's no football on today." So it's it's always bittersweet, but enjoy the game, everyone. Hope for a good Super Bowl, and if you're making any bets, if you have any rooting interests, hopefully everything goes your way. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and as always. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.